and welcome to Dare to Know, interviews with quality and reliability thought leaders. I'm Tim Rogers, and today we have a special interview recorded by Fred Schenkelberg in January 2016 at the Rams Conference in Orlando, Florida. Fred's guest for this interview was Dr. Frank Sun, Senior Reliability Engineer at Tesla Motors. Dr. Sun is a highly respected reliability expert with interests that cover a wide range of areas in both theoretical and practical applications of quality and reliability. These include reliability modeling and statistical risk assessment, DFR, reliability test development and DOE planning, accelerated life test design, burn-in and ESS, and preventative maintenance scheduling. Dr. Sun has published three books and nearly 40 scientific papers in reliability, maintainability, and quality engineering. He has co-authored and contributed to five additional books in this field. His tutorial on reliability burn-in and ESS, based on two of his books, won the Best Tutorial Award at RAMS 2013. Let's join Fred's interview with Dr. Frank Sun. All right, welcome to Dare to Know. This is Fred Schenkelberg, and today I have the great honor to be sitting down with Frank Sun, also goes and published by as Feng Ben Sun. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thanks for joining me. Now, I don't know where to start with you. You're, We're going to um, start anyway. <laughs> you're, you're active in professional societies. You do a, a, a Mandarin uh, webinar series. Uh, you mentioned that I thought you had one book. I'm sorry, two. I haven't kept up with it. You have two books. Right. We'll, we'll mention those. Um, well, I think we have, and there's more. Yeah, yeah. SRE stuff like that. Yeah. SRE stuff. And you've been in industry and, and practice for a number of years. You, for more I don't know than 28 years. Yeah, and you've worked with uh, hard drives, and you've worked with vehicles, and you've worked with a number of different products and systems around the world. and. I think at one point you were like just shy of becoming a technical fellow, yes. and they inserted a, another layer. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yes, <laughs> make yeah. it one step harder for you to mm -hmm. get there. Uh, well, let's start and back up a whole bunch and go. Well, what got you into reliability? You've had a, a, a fun, amazing career, but why? Why did you get into reliability? Yeah, it's a long history. Um, back in 1980. Mm -hmm. uh, when I finished my bachelor degree in China, uh, mm -hmm. it was electromechanical and engineering. Actually, all of our major, you know, uh, causes are very much related to reliability. Uh, the courses I took has like a vibration design, uh, electromechanical, not not electromechanical. It's uh, electromagnetic uh, interference design, mm -hmm. anti-corrosion design. Um, in the thermal design, all those in the major causes for my uh, bachelor's kind of you know related to design for reliability. Well, they even, are, and that yeah, was a bachelor's program. It was my bachelor program. Okay. And even though at the time it was not labeled as reliability, but it's you know highly related in DFR uh, in nowadays. Right. And uh, when I finished my bachelor's degree, I went to a master program mm -hmm. uh, in Shanghai University, and uh, the um, you know, direction uh, for my thesis is reliability. Okay. Uh, my advisor came from, uh, came back from U.S. Uh, he spent three years in University of Arizona. 
working with, yeah, with Professor with Casesiagro. And this is how I was introduced to reliability. Starting from 1984, I took his courses where he took from U US, uh, from University of Arizona. So the uh, mechanical reliability design, uh, reliability testing, reliability engineering and management, uh, and all those causes. A lot of reliability statistics, too. Yeah, that's right. So that's how I was introduced. Then um, after I finished my master's degree, uh, I spent four years back in Shanghai University okay. as assistant professor. Okay. Uh, basically, I was teaching reliability over there. So is this at the Shanghai University of Science and Technology? Uh, it's different. different Actually, those campus. two schools kind of like sister schools. Okay. And uh, they had some historical relationship. But uh, Shanghai University is the one I went okay. and then stayed for four years before I came to U.S. Okay. So then I came to U.S. in 1990. Okay. Um, it, it, I was kind of, uh, kind of third PhD student uh, for uh, Dr. Cassisia Group. Okay. And uh, the previous two went to Ford, Ford Motor Company. Well, the, the other two went to Ford. One of his early students was uh, Pantelis, who started Reliasoft. Yeah, we were in parallel. Actually, we were in a classmate. So Pantelis and I are in the same time period for PhD. Uh, of course, he got you know, excited with all the entrepreneurship. He quit and <laughs> started his <laughs> garage career. Right? Well, it kind of turned out for him. Yeah, yeah. it was a very right. good uh, turnout. And I continued for uh, six years, finishing my PhD. And actually, as a bonus, I published two books with, together with okay. Professor Kazesia Group. Okay, right. So what were the titles of the book? Uh, and I'll add them to the, the show notes. The first book uh, was called Environmental Stress Screening. Uh, it's, I remember that book. Yeah, I, it's a I blue had it color. Shelf. I have it. Yeah, it's a blue color uh, book. And uh, the second book is Burning Testing. Uh, it's Quantification and uh, Optimization. Okay. And both books were published by Prentice Hall at the time. Right. The first one came out in 1995. The second one came out in 1997. And it's taken us this long to get you on the book tour. Yeah. It, about the book. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, what's interesting, you know, for me to get involved with the book is uh, it is my PhD dissertation topic. Okay. So I started when I got into school. Professor Casey told me, so, well, Seems like ESS is area not many people, you know, really get into quantification yet. People use it, talk about it. There's no scientific uh, studies. Not many, no. Yeah, not many on the quantified side. Yeah. He said, "Why don't you take this as a dissertation topic?" So this is how it started. Okay. And turned out to be, you know, both my PhD dissertation topic and also the book topic. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the first time he really co-authors with his students. He never. Right. He had, he had. I think he has four books or five books out there. Oh, he got the, before he passed away. I think he got like twelve books already. All together, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but this only two he co-authored with somebody else. Oh, that's an honor. Yeah, I was definitely honored to be part of that. It was good. Yeah, and also that uh, brings me to the Rams community as a tutorial. Uh, in the presenter. Mm -hmm. And did, were your tutorials mostly on the ESS? Or oh, yes, and the Bernian, all okay. combined. Uh, it was after Professor Casey uh, retired. You know, before he retired, I, said, I let him do it, you know, because right. he's in school. Right. And he had yeah. his own conference, basically. Yeah, he got a two, two institutes, yeah, once right. a year. And when he retired, I said, well, I have to carry on, you know. 
uh, I basically started from scratch to come up, to come up with the tutorial materials. Right. And I started from year 2012. Uh, I did it you know, six years in a row. Mm -hmm. But um, you also made best tutorial, yeah. which is, I think, you have to have really good scores and feedback from the audience. And exactly. It's like five years in a row. Yeah, I was definitely very honored. You know, uh, the tutorial was very well received. Mm -hmm. uh, probably partially because it's the first time people are really talking on this topic on a, in a very quantified manner. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, our stuff is very comprehensive, uh, covers all uh, the aspects of ESS and Bernie. So when I did my third time, I think, uh, I got the best tutorial. And you know, they look back to see you know, how comment committee evaluates you, how audience you know, evaluates you. So uh, I was very happy. It to also be. includes technical content. It, yes. It's also got to be practical and useful and, right. and, and, and all those things. So, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah it's definitely yeah. a challenge because if you want to put two books within uh, two hours, time frame yeah it is a big challenge it is yeah yeah and, yeah and i think some of the tutorial authors try to to cover the entire content and it's really an intro the the goal in two hours to get somebody aware of yeah. what's possible and then to right. go buy what's book. available or what's in a, uh, out there you know what's possible rather right. than just do well we we always do it this way and mm. we'll just run six hours in this chamber and Hope right. It works. Yeah. No, 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 we give them justification how you tailor your test profile, why you do this way, what is assumption uh, required, and how do you correlate uh, the failure physics mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. you know the uh, the parameters you choose, profile you select. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. It, but you've also done a number of papers and, and you're published beyond the books. You've got other material out there. Yeah. I've been, you know, trying to stay active in the academia area. Uh, over the years, I've been publishing numerous papers on uh, different areas in hard disk drive industry. Mm -hmm. um, for example, we published papers on um, reliability review on hard disk drive industry as, as a whole. And it attracted lots of, you know, uh, readers. And also, we uh, published papers on Burning and the ESS uh, quantification side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, recently, uh, I published a paper on like dealing with fractional failures and fractional survivors. All oh, right, right. Yeah, which is something relatively new, but I think it's been used in industry. Well, have you seen the work by Adam uh, Meta or Metis in Reliasoft? In Reliasoft, mm. I think he's in Europe now, but still mm. in Reliasoft, um, and it was. Uh, for repairable data, it's a mm -hmm. similar concept to, to it's, um, a repair gives you a fractional uh, restart. Mm -hmm. to, it's not a hundred percent repair. It's not a, a no effect repair. But you're talking more about the censored side. Yeah. So for my uh, scenario, we are looking at like actually five uh, possible cases. The first one would be corrective action mm -hmm. effectiveness, because in industry people. Uh, tend to you know, discount failures if they have corrective action in place. Right. But how do you know it's 100% effective? That's right, and, and that's where it often breaks down. People don't go back and even check or right. monitor. Yeah. And in some cases, it completely solves it, so mm -hmm. it's 100%, and we hope that it's that. And right. other times, it only is 50%, or we... 70%, 70% yeah, even 30%. So you're can quantifying be that... Yeah, quantifying this, that capability and a right. way to measure it. Yeah, it is one scenario when you um, 
make assumptions for the effectiveness for creative action, either through engineering judgment or through validation test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, second scenario would be um, when you deal with, uh, let's say, failures, you don't have root cause, and you only know the failure symptom, but you know how many possible root causes can be. Like a fault tree yeah. study would give you an idea of where they could be coming from. Right. You're not or sure you, which one. Yeah, like uh, when, when, can you, when you cannot start your vehicle, it could be the battery issue, ignition issue, can be uh, uh, possible in other stuff but you don't know exactly what is happening. So from your experience, from field data, you know, okay, it could be 30% chance due to battery, mm -hmm. maybe 15% mm -hmm. chance due to ignition. So with those kind of empirical data, you basically break down individual failure based on failure symptom into different possible root causes. That's right. And the third one would be in no trouble found. There's a plenty of those around. Yeah, we say, well, whenever we say it's no trouble found through like a first level FA, we put them as a good product category. But if you do more in-depth analysis, we have found out many of these no trouble founds, they have trouble. Okay, often intermittent. Trouble. Yeah, intermittent failures or slow performers because, for example, like hard drive, they you know, take a longer time to figure out or correct the issue. And the, uh, the, the customers just wait there you know, to see what's going on. But hard drive's working so hard trying to correct the errors. But if you design your firmware to just skip that step, and it will give customers a much better experience. Experience with yeah. customers defining the failure. Right. And yet it meets all the specs. Yeah. So basically for those no, no trouble found, they come with reasons. So we have fractional failure there. Another one would be uh, degradation analysis. Okay. You know, nowadays in the literature or academia, you know, people assume when your degradation passes threshold, they classify as failure. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the threshold itself is not a fixed value. It's a it is a random, yeah, random variable distribution. So therefore, uh, for anyone passes threshold, it has likelihood to be a failure, can be a survivor as well. So we introduced a fractional failure at this situation. Okay. We introduced a virtual failure, where you know, you, even you pass threshold, you only have a certain likelihood to be a true failure. It is, is noticed as a failure, or right. actually, the customer says, yeah, that's not working. Right, so all those possible uh, scenarios uh, for fractional failures. And I suggest the reliance of to make that capability available to engineers because that's reality. Yeah. Because before, most of those uh, reliability software, they only take integer numbers. So five failures, two failures, there's no 2.7 failures. Now it's possible. So reliance of made the change and the jump uh, software itself also is capable of doing that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, well, so is R and, and Mathematica yeah. with a little more work. Yeah, you can make it just more customized. It's, uh, from coding point of view, it's very easy. Just, I think it's more conceptual if right. people understand what they're doing. Because when you enter the data, you have to include both fractional failure and fractional survivors. That's right. Yeah, to make it complete. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to dig some more. I wasn't aware you were in that area. So yeah, I actually, some, um, that. some of the committee guys wanted me to uh, prepare a tutorial next year oh, to cover certainly. this topic. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome because yeah. uh, in, it, well, uh, you have to send me the links, or I think you, you, I think you're on ResearchGate. Yeah. So you yes. can find people could find you know, exactly. some of this work and and. Uh, yeah, we'll send you the link for the yeah, paper. Yeah, and we'll put it in the show notes, and then okay. you can. Um, 
And so if somebody's interested in coming to you to your tutorial, they can yeah. do the homework. Exactly. And, and that's and definitely a good intro. Yes. <laughs> and check your work on the tutorial to see right. how well you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> present. Yeah, sure. Now now you also have um, have been doing a uh, webinar series. Yes. And, and I know that you've had some really talented people presenting, and, and I helped you produce some of the early ones, and now right. you're, you're doing it on your own and, and pulling it together. You see the advertisings pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, did you find a good time of the day that works? Because we struggled with that for a yeah, while. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. Actually, uh, I would should appreciate you for initiating uh, the whole platform for the Mandarin series when you're in SQRD chair. Well, the Spanish yeah. series is picking back up too. I've yeah, seen it's more came back and, and after a few years of break. <laughs> break. And yeah. the English series, they sometimes mm. are doing two a month. So right. the overall program is pretty successful. Yeah, I think uh, the platform is very good. We have the capability of like taking 500 people at a time. That's right. And uh, for some reason, uh, we were so lucky to have so many talented speakers for Mandarin series. I think partially because we have so many scholars. Well, I, yeah. I really was jealous because mm. I, you know, I'm getting some industry people and some people I knew and, and others. Right. And, and you had all these doctorates and PhDs yeah. and book publishers. From universities, and, and from industries, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, You had better connections than I did. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we are sharing resources between English series That's and right. uh, I did. Chinese I was, ones. I, I'd see those abstracts and I'm like, oh, right. I want them to speak over here. Exactly, because <laughs> they are prepared in English anyway, so That's they right. can speak two languages at a time. Uh, I think the, the challenge we are facing now uh, with Mandarin series is uh, people in East Asia because of the time difference. Right. So we're trying to figure out what is the best time works for them. Uh, we started with like Tuesday each week, uh, I mean once uh, on second Tuesday and turned out to be not a good choice because the culture in China, uh, for example, um, the industry management typically don't encourage people to take webinar during work time. During work time. It's different from here. Right. And then we switched to weekend. And it was every month, every month on second Sunday. It worked okay for a little bit of time. Then later on we figured out you know, when people have free webinar, they have to deal with the family and uh, you know, their personal time. They probably just skip it, then come back to replay the whole thing the afterwards. Right. So uh, that really gave us challenge. But uh, right now our strategy is trying to get more RAMs attendees to be the major audience, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. those people are more active in exchanging, uh, in learning, in uh, publishing. So we're going to use those guys not only as speakers, but also as audience. So, well, every year at, at Rams, I see you get together with your, the, the Chinese right. contingent. Yeah, we have uh, like Tuesday night uh, gathering. Right. It's been a tradition since uh, Professor Gu Wei uh, was uh, the Rams chair. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. He started it. That's like 20 years ago. Yeah. We carried it all the way to now. Okay. And uh, every time we got like more than 50 or sometimes near 100. Uh, you have them. a good sized crowd. Yeah, and I say, why don't we use this resource? You know, they are coming here to you know learn and share, learn and, share. And, yeah. and So we are going to use those guys, and their influence in both academia and industry will be very good uh, resource for us. Good. So good. hopefully, it's going to make this year's uh, webinar more you know uh, attended. Well, I hope so. It's yeah. it's a really really good program. I, yeah. The, the, the topics and papers are 
up to date. And uh, yeah, I think um, some of the good speakers are you know stolen by English series as well. I right. mean, we we are sharing the uh, results. I think it is good. It is yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is. And one of the ideas of that whole platform was to add, you know, but contribute back to the community. If I remember, yeah. I think they're still free to attend live. It is free for attendance and uh, also uh, if you want to watch it afterwards, you have to be an ASQ member. Do they have like the direct with the website where it's $10? Or do you I have to become an ASQ I think so, maybe. Yeah, I didn't check the, um, the way they charge money. They yeah. were trying to make it so that you could get to the webinar recordings without a full membership. Oh, okay. That's it's, more flexible. It's more flexible, and it's. I think they were charging $10. I okay. haven't checked. Like, yeah, that's reasonable, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you get the whole library, and there's hundreds. Right, for now. all the uh, historical webinars. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, a pretty good deal. Yes. So what, what's next? What, uh, you got another book up? You mentioned the tutorial. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll certainly add links to that and, and promote that. Yeah. I, I'm gonna hopefully yeah, next, I'm not competing with you in the next session I'll, or in the next room because I, I yeah. want to attend it myself. Sure. Yeah, and the next thing I'll probably do uh, out in Silicon Valley, the Society of Reliability Engineers uh, has been less active for some time. But well, we're well, not active. Yeah. <laughs> so right now we want to make it more active this year, hopefully, uh, okay. with help, uh, participation from the local engineers. Uh, I think we have enough, you know, mass in, in the Silicon Valley. People uh, are interested, uh, just too busy. But if we arrange something like uh, webinars, picnics, and get people involved and More know... More like meetups kind of things yeah. rather than a, a, a presentation. Right, right. More so, discussion. Get a more social network, mm -hmm. and it's going to be helpful for Silicon Valley engineers to really know each other and learn, you know, uh, the best practice mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, help each other. I think that's going to be a good platform. Yeah, hopefully this will uh, bring more activities uh, this year. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, no, yeah. I look forward to that. Definitely. Uh, That'd be cool. Well, thanks so much, Frank, for sitting down and... and uh, yeah, thank you for the invitation. Well... Yeah, I definitely enjoyed uh, working with you, and uh, hopefully uh, this platform will continue to attract people. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if anybody shows up for your tutorial next year. Great. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, yeah. Frank. Enjoy.